0: Alright, I'm ready. You ready?
1: I'm ready. I said it. What
0: up, what up, what up, film fans? This is Beer Bourbon and a Movie. I'm Tawana.
1: And I'm Vaughn.
0: And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. We're glad you're back, people. So grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode eighty-five.
1: Eighty-five. Wow. All right, let's go. We're
0: (laughs) octogenarian.
1: For sure. (laughs) This episode, we'll be reviewing The Exorcist. Good day. Be home by dinner. I love you. Good morning, Mr. Fielding. Morning, Catherine. The Nun, part two. There's
0: something wrong with the school.
1: And Totally, totally killer. killer.
0: I'd like to report a crime that hasn't happened yet.
1: <laughs> it's Halloween, y'all.
0: Yes, it is. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy
1: Halloween. Happy Salmons. <laughs> happy,
0: you know, all the pagan stuff. Yeah. Whatever you believe.
1: The fun stuff.
0: Even if you don't like it, people like a good horror.
1: Yeah, let's, ha- let's have some fun with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we some got some things. really
1: fun episodes with some fun movies we're talking about this time.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I know we've been gone a little bit, but we had some things to work out in life, and we're back. You missed us a little. Hope you caught up on the last episode. It was a good time. Yes.
1: Thank you, Will, for being here. Good to see you, our yes. producer extraordinaire. Yes, yes. And thank you for all the little tricks and things you do with our sound and our little show here.
0: Yes, if you like the new little film bleeps, and like little snippets. That's all Will.
1: Yeah, that's all Will. Thank so you, Will.
0: We love we love how if you've been listening to the show for a while and you've seen our sort of growth, we love how every new producer brings something new. So it's always fun. So yes. Thank you, Will. We love it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so what you drinking today, girl?
0: Oh, I'm drinking something Cecil. Okay. All right. So let's get into a little bit of uh Something warm, something a little heavier. We're going to go with Anchor Brewing Company out of San Francisco, California. I love Anchor Brewing Company. I've had some of their beers before on the podcast. They're always a really true um, true beer company with quality ingredients and, and always a good flavor. I'm never disappointed. Um, and this is no different. So this is their porter. And um, what I like about a good porter much like a good stout, um, is that it's always so rich, you know, in appearance and aroma and taste and mouthfeel. It's always it's always a it, it feels like, you know, like a good time, right? So I feel like um Anchor's Porter is very rich, is very refined, it's very smooth, you know, it's made from a blend of pale ale, caramel, chocolate and black malt notes, I'm sorry. Black malts. Okay, uh, I had a few already. Uh, just a few. <laughs> just a few. Plus Vaughn's drink. You mm-hmm. know, it'll work. Uh, made from a blend of um, of all those particular uh, notes. Is this iconic American pale? I'm Sorry, American Porter can't mm-hmm. read now, too. Okay. American Porter has been the gold standard of this style since 1972. It's a very old brewing company, it's been oh, nice. around for a very long time. Um, I think like since Prohibition is like their standard, it's like they're, na- they're our nation's first po- post prohibition porter, considered by many to be the first craft beer. Oh, so they've nice. been around for a long time, okay. so um. Yeah, so they they've they've been sort of the gold standard since like nineteen seventy-two in terms of American porters. And beyond their depth, uh the dark appearance lies it's just a smooth, uh, sumptuous, exceptionally drink easily drinking beer. Like, you know, it's a it's a very kickback, it's a very take a sip, it's it's very just this rich, delicious flavor that that can take you away if you're looking for something you know dark but you know dark doesn't always mean bitter mm-hmm. you know dark means chocolate dark yeah. most
1: people start thinking about guinness the minute no, you say No, and
0: even guinness is not harsh right you have to get guinness extra draft you know you have to get so guinness extra draft not to jump off topic but it's kind of um like a milk stout mm-hmm. so it has more of a milky softer texture but what happens with this one is it's got these chocolate notes. It's got these espresso notes. It's velvet- velvetly smooth. It's very smooth to the to the palate. Mm-hmm. Right, And I know you think, for those of you who may be interested but are a little afraid, like like uh, brown liquor.
1: <laughs> right. There's a <laughs> the of people who fear that. Who fear I don't this.
0: I think you should try this. So, like, let's take the porter or a stout. Think of it like a milkshake. Mm-hmm. It's but heavy. Like it seems not heavy to drink, but heavier in 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 base. Okay. And so when it hits your palate, it has all these notes. Right? So uh, here we have chocolate, we have espresso. Um there's there's um caramel, there's a little uh a blend of pale, uh malts, and so all these things when um Roasted together gives you these roasty notes. I mean, stouts are a little more roasted, but but these all have the same ingredients. And it's, it's a little less thicker than a stout, if that makes sense. I get but, it. But they're very drinkable. And I think if you just try one, you'll understand. And also what I will say is about these darker beers like porters or stouts, um, let them sit a little. Don't immediately throw them in the fridge. Or if you put them in the fridge because you're not going to drink them right away. I would take them out half an hour before you're going to drink them. Maybe even an hour. Let the... Because these beers, the warmer they are, the better they taste. So if you get a nice room temperature, and I don't mean warm, but room temperature as in like there might be a, a little crisp chill to it. Like this I never even put in the fridge. I bought it from the store. It was
1: was chilled when you brought it in It was
0: chilled from the environment in the store, like whatever AC situation they had going on. But then from there, what you want to do is you want to, like I did, I just left it on the counter. Mm -hmm. And then you go from there and it tastes amazing. So, um, yeah, definitely try it out. But um, cheers to you, Anchor. This is another good one. Yeah.
1: It looks tasty. I like the color. Definitely has a nice profile.
0: So, Juan, what are you having?
1: Well, you know, I was feeling, you know, it's it's fall now and I was feeling little and I was on a search for Woodford Woodward Woodford Reserve Double Oak Barrel. Right. And I wanted I wanted that, but I could not find it anywhere in New York. Everywhere I went was out. And um so I said, let me find something that's, you know, double oak and I'll explain what double o- oak mean. Um mm-hmm. uh, but I so I found this this brand called Noble Oak and it's a uh, collaboration between Eddington, Scotland and this company in Newton, Ohio mm-hmm. where they distill the bourbon. It's 90 proof and it's uh, it you know the thing about it, it was something that was interesting about it because I was like okay this is this is an interesting process because what they do is to double oak something it goes through a process where you You first age the bourbon in charred new American white oak barrels Mm -hmm. for the first period, which is about a year. And so then the second period of maturing, they put it in this, this brand, they put it in what's called a Spanish sherry oak cast.
0: Like Legion?
1: Yeah. Similar to Legion, how they have a, how they put it in a cherry cast. Right. So this one they put, you know, in that sherry cast oak for for you know however long. Mm-hmm. And it, it brings this richness to it, a, a depth through it. And I said this will be perfect for the fall. And I'm I'm yeah. still gonna find, you know, Woodford Reserve. But for this one, this one when was, was reasonably priced. It was only like forty five bucks, which I mean for some people that's a lot of money. But for bourbon drinkers, that's that's really the, the standard. That's the standard. And so it was just kind of really tasty and I really appreciated the uniqueness of it, and they compare it a lot to to wood for reserve, so I was okay. like okay well that that will make it it that will make it rich and that'll make it feel good and it has those same kind of notes that you know I expect to find so you have that cherry flavor, which I really like that's why I yeah. actually like jim Beam, and I know people Hate on Jim Bean, but you it's don't a know good. why they hate it so much. People hate on Jim Beam because it's a standard. But I feel like they and you think can it's get it. beneath you. Right. Like and it's like, wild
0: Irish Rose or something. Right.
1: And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's actually very good. Right. And so I was glad to find this. And so for this episode, since we're in the fall, I decided to do what was called an apple cider mule mm-hmm. where I combined um, apple cider, yeah, ginger beer. Yeah. And it's absolutely delicious. Yes, it was very and good. And this bourbon, and it's absolutely delicious. And it's a nice, refreshing way to enjoy apple cider because I know in in past episodes we normally do in our winter episodes we do a we do. warm, hot tidy version. Which is
0: also, so good. You
1: know the hot tidy version of I our apple cider. Can't wait for you to try that one. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna do it. It's really. It's gonna happen when it gets colder, but also yeah. kind of. It it feels good all over. You a little bit. So this is a colder version because this is in yeah, in, this is in the cold. mule form. But you know, I just found some ginger beer that really wasn't too sweet, and then I compared it. I combined it with uh, the noble oak and um, some apple cider, and it's absolutely delicious yeah, it and tasty. You know, we've had a few of them by now, and it's uh, pretty good. Yeah. So I'm I'm ready to start the show. <laughs> So as I suggest if you can find it, find it. It's really good. But anything, just look for something that's double-oaked in your town. Because what I've learned about bourbon is you just go to different places and try something new. Ask yeah. the people in the store what they recommend. You know, talk to them a little bit about it. Because And don't just, yeah. please, when you go in to buy bourbon, do not, do not buy Jameson. Uh, do not buy not Jack bourbon. Daniel. Please, please do some homework. Yeah. And, uh, it's, Just uh, ask
0: the ask the people in there for bourbon. They'll give you actual bourbon because they know that means American whiskey,
1: right? and, they know and that's you really got you got right you got to know the difference. And so I think that you know this is a good way to start the fall yeah. and a good way to have bourbon cuz you don't always have to have an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to have a manhattan. There's so many ways to drink bourbon. Yeah. So um and, and you know because tasty. bourbon comes from the south, yeah. you know as a southern person, I understand how you can mix things and twist things and turn things around. Sure. Oh, you got a great drink because there are drinks that you can make with bourbon and Mountain Dew. So wow. I'm just telling you, there's lots of ways to have it. I
0: don't really want that. There,
1: it's actually pretty good. Is that? It is, and um, and you know, sweet teas and, and <laughs> sweet different tea things for sure. There's so many ways you can have bourbon, and so yeah. um, once again, this is another way to try it. So think about it as a a bourbon mule, and um, tell your friends about it.
0: Yeah, and as well was talking about the price, so like here in New York City, we don't have Total Wines, which is an amazing, affordably, it's kind of like the target of booze. <laughs> I mean, they sell everything from spirits to wines to beers mm-hmm. and ciders. And so forth Yep, they um, do. Even non-alcoholic drinks But the thing about it is It's a massive size store And in New York We don't have massive size stores No
1: we do not We have
0: very We have a few Say department stores And sometimes we have Big box stores Like we have Mini targets We don't have big targets In the city limits But also we have A luxury tax Yes So what happens that is we
1: pay is, on all this alcohol That we do
0: <laughs> So like say he paid What 45 bucks you said 45 Bet you it was 30 bucks In Long Island I'm sure it was 30 bucks, easy in Long Island.
1: Very much so.
0: Um, and so things are more affordable in those larger stores. So if you live outside of, um, say, New York City limits, say, Jersey or Philadelphia, hell, Chicago, I don't know how far Total Wine's um, um, availability stretches. How far their reaches? Yeah, yeah. How, the, how far their reach is. But I'm sure, first of all, we love when we go to Jersey to go to... Um, a, a liquor store or right over there, or spirits just... because we're in a playground cuz everything's about 15 20 bucks cheaper.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we're
0: like how many how many things And I things? get the
1: big bottles of everything. We're
0: like how many things can we carry home? <laughs> <So, laughs>
1: cuz it'll la- it
0: will last. It's so real. And then in, in Long Island like when I'm in Long Island I'm like, oh my god! How how can I carry some of this home? Because yeah. like, bullet yeah. is like
1: twenty
0: five bucks, thirty bucks.
1: It's really, it's really so cheap. unbelievably cheap.
0: So that's a little tip.
1: Yeah, you know, shop around,
0: shop around, and go try these some of these big box guys because they really have better deals.
1: Yeah, and I, I follow several. Uh, bourbon enthusiasts on tiktok and they've turned me on to a lot of different things around the country yeah from texas arizona yeah. all around the country so there are some things to try and um so uh just you know yeah and a, a lot search. of them
0: have tastings so yeah
1: do a little search
0: don't be afraid to try those tastings because you never know when you'll find a new flavor you really like because
1: i know? always find a jewel
0: yeah you'll you'll just be turned on to something new and go with it for sure you don't always need a bartender you can do your own things
1: YouTube <laughs> or this show or this show, <laughs> well, thank you very much about of that. Of course. So let's jump into these movies let's a little bit. Let's jump
0: onto the movies. <laughs>
1: Since we have three to talk about, it we is Halloween. Three.
0: But it's okay. We need to give you a bonus because yeah. you missed
1: us, right? And it's Halloween. I missed you, Tawana. I you missed you, me. Will.
0: Aww. And I don't it's Halloween
1: him. season. This Halloween is like Christmas for Tawana. You so had three drinks. This is but Merry it is Christmas.
0: It is Christmas for me.
1: Am I lying though?
0: No. All hell, Satan. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I don't love Satan. I love horror movies because for me, a horror movie is like a roller coaster ride. I hate roller coaster rides. I absolutely hate haunted houses. And to add into it, don't ever ask me to a cemetery or a seance, because I'm never going. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm a fucking punk.
1: I'm gonna pull out the Ouija board right now as soon you, as we're done.
0: You can burn that shit after I piss on it <clears>
1: because <throat> <laughs> I don't,
0: oh, so I don't fucking like that shit.
1: Oh boy.
0: Much like you, even though I was born and raised in New York, I got southern-based relatives and they will bang that into your head how evil that is. So no, thank you. All but right, so I won't but pull
1: out the Ouija board tonight. Said, Just on Halloween night though. No, thank you. That, I want to have a big seance in here. Let's call, look, up, let's call up all the spirits from you everywhere. Can, you can do
0: it in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> in the lobby. <laughs> You can call your neighbors and ask them to join all right all right but you know i don't know
1: so let's start this show with the exorcist yes
0: let's we'll start with the exorcist
1: come on and here are your daughters angela and Catherine, about seven hours ago and that's the last information we have Catherine, angela if you can hear this we love you please come home hey hey you found her what were you and Catherine doing out there in those woods? You were just walking and walking. That's what I remember. Angela, can you tell your dad how long you were gone?
0: A few hours. And mm-hmm. so we'll join this uh, this nice little uh, visual roller coaster ride as we tick, tick, tick up the up yeah. the ramp down to the drop yeah. that leads us into the Exorcist believer, mm-hmm. uh, directed by David Gordon Green. Who is most recently famous for all the reinstated Halloween films? Oh,
1: he's the culprit.
0: So the first one was fantastic. The second one was okay. And the third, I don't, I don't know, I think the second was trash, but the third was okay. The
1: third one was better than the, the second. The
0: third one's better than the second. But the first was the most amazing one. Right. It was really a lot of fun. Anyway. Shout out
1: to Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: Shout out to Jamie Lee doing it always. The horror Queen. All right, so starring Ellen Burstyn, uh, Leslie Oldham Jr., of course, in a role that I would never thought I've seen him in.
1: Yeah, I was quite happy with him.
0: I was that. quite surprised f- Yeah, him with him being in a horror film. But he did a good job. Um,
1: yes, he did.
0: We got a few other known celebrities in Dowd. Uh, we have these two uh, young ladies.
1: Amazing young women. Yes,
0: uh, playing Uh, Let's see, by Olivia O'Neill. She played Catherine and Lydia Jewett. Mm -hmm. She played Angela. Right. And there are so many other (laughs) actors that were in it. But um, let's start with the synopsis. When two girls disappear into the woods and return three days later with no memory of what happened to them, the father of one girl seeks out Chris McNeil who's been forever altered by what happened to her daughter, Reagan, 50 years ago. Dun, dun, dun. Chris McNeil is the ever present, ever, ever, ever cool, fantastic actress, Ellen Burstyn. Yes. And
1: she was super mom when it, when it came to the first Exorcist movie. And And she was fantastic. She was
0: super grandma in this one. Yeah. She was,
1: she was really cool. She
0: gave a super grandma in this one. Yeah.
1: She gave a super grandma
0: um let's see uh it was also written by David Gordon green and and a team of two other people but mm-hmm. i don't know if that makes it better and there is a surprise i will not spoil will the not. surprise for
1: you you have to see it
0: but it's amazing mm-hmm. well amazing well it's nice
1: it's nice it's nice it'll make you feel good
0: it's nice and after uh, all the
1: scares and the terror you you'll need it
0: definitely quite a few jump scares um. Who wants to go first? How are we feeling?
1: Um. I, okay. All right. So one I liked. I, I really enjoyed Leslie Odom Jr.'s performance with this, and I loved his interaction with his daughter because it's good to see fathers and daughters. Yes, I I appreciated that. The performances are great. And they felt genuine. He felt like a real dad with his daughter. You know, they had good conversations because, it, and it was like he was dad, but he was also her friend. They were. He was able to talk to her. Yeah. She was talking to him. They had laughs. They would joke around with each other, and it was real. They were the normal people in this town because everybody else was very Bible thumpy and really annoying to me. And, I uh, think
0: it was just that family. It was. They I think were was just, just Catherine's. family.
1: Catherine's family was the exact opposite of that. And, no, um, they
0: were the very churchy people.
1: Yeah, they were just re- it was just a lot. But um and so um but I, I really liked that dynamic in the show and um uh, and the things that you learned about, you know, the the mom who had, you know, things that happened to her earlier on. And so it was just a cool way to tell the story. And um you know, his his evolution and his search to find a cure for his daughter cuz he didn't know what was going on. And he just was trying to make it right. And um I like that about it. And I, and um even the other family, the opposite end of it, you know, I, I like how that was played because you had the the mother father dynamic in there or the kids, but you know, the, you know, parents are gonna do what they gotta do to save their kids. And of so course. this was a good example of that. Yeah. Just like mom did in the first exodus. She she yeah fought the battle then and you know, she continues to fight it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and she talks about how she was not really a believer of this, but she eventually became one because she had no choice.
1: Right, because she was experiencing some shit she never thought she would ever see, ever. Yeah. And, you know, there were some other supporting characters in this film who, you know, shed light on, you know, faith and non-believing and making choices near the end and, and, and deciding to go another route. So I think this is interesting in that way. The jump scares were amazing. The makeup and the effects were fantastic to me. I, I love that. The
0: I mean, yeah. If those you,
1: girls really did it to if me. If you're
0: looking for the classical makeup of the original Exorcist, I think you'll find it in this. I think that that they did do, do well. Yes, they did. I thought the performances that they did do well. Um, But ultimately, I thought it was a whole lot of meh. Yeah. I wasn't. You were less impressed walking out than I was. I thought I was impressed, but later I I, let, I sat with it and I was
1: like, eh, eh. Yeah, because you know the thing is, there was so much build up to it. Yeah. There was so much build up to it, and the fact that we knew it was called The Exorcist.
0: But I think if you were a fan of The Exorcist... Right, which, which I've watched which like six
1: times during this Halloween season. A lot of people are,
0: right? And in also, secret. this is the Halloween season. So AMC, Oh my FX, God,
1: they played it all to death.
0: Uh, whoever else is playing it. Right. We'll play this in abundance. Um, Spike, I don't even know. And it's such
1: a... Cla- it doesn't exist anymore. Spike right. does not exist anymore. But, but there
0: was a, there was another channel that was playing it quite a lot. But anyway, um, I digress. It's been played several times. Mm-hmm. Has... has as, as has all the other classics like The Shining, Carrie.
1: Halloween. Oh, my God. If I see thing. another Halloween episode, I'm going to hurt myself.
0: Speaking of David Gordon Green. Uh. um, <laughs> And I actually read an article that they really need to stop letting David Gordon Green remake horror movies. Because <laughs> ah, I think he tries to do well out the gate and then it kind of gets trivial. I mean, I think he had all the right elements. I think a lot of what was going on was like strong performances from most of the cast, you know, um, a solid setup in the first um setup of the film, like the first, I guess, quarter of the right. film.
1: The um, first 15, 20 minutes.
0: Right, right, right. So the first what's the word? The first chapter
1: mm-hmm.
0: of the film. Um and, you know, I thought that it all set you up to emphasize amphithi- I'm sorry, to em empathize with the characters mm-hmm. um, and so you met these girls especially you, the parents right? you met the parents and then you find out what happens with them and then we're thrusted full force into this and right. the other thing I did like is that um, for those of you who don't subscribe to the Catholicism of it they did open this up this time. So it was like Catholicism. It was root culture, which, which stems from, um, almost voodoo like, so it stems from African, um,
1: but it has more of a Southern root to right. it.
0: So like Southern root, uh, African, um, root magic and, right. um, that ideology. And then it had, it had Catholic, but it also had like, uh christianity more southern christianity southern baptist Baptist, pentecost yes that type of deal um and then they had the atheists yes so like no one was left out and so i and
1: that was actually the part that got on my nerves the most there were too many there were too many things represented there. I, i was just annoyed and you know the tropes around Catholicism in, right. in most horror movies is really kind of annoying anyway. Uh-huh. But I, Because I really think we need to move the needle a little bit. Because there are so many other ways to jump into horror and religion. Because the, the whole concept, to me, the whole concept of religion is horror. Right. So I was like, okay, because there's always, you know, the devil's going to come get you. Right. So, I mean, in, in all forms of religion, there's, there's always the devil. In some of course, way, there's, or there's some good evil, and there's evil. There's some evil force, right? But I'm like, okay, well, if that's the case, there's 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 a whole lot of evil to work with. Right. But we always use these same tropes over and over and over again. So this time it was good to see the mix of them.
0: I like the mix, but I think after the setup, it's sort of like flatline. Yeah, it falls off. Um, and I think I too agree with you that it seemed to have way too many ideas floating around. Yeah. That never really got handled properly, and I think they threw the kitchen sink at it, thinking that it would just bring us in, and then it just became the usual exorcism trope, right? Um, you know,
1: and I mean, we watched several ex- exorcism uh, films in the that last are, couple of weeks that were better than us. Like, this. think the Pope's exorcism. The
0: Pope's exorcism was better. than Is this. a good example that um, it was better. What's the other one? There was another exorcism film we watched too. There's a Pope Exes. Oh, there's a there's another one that's that's on Netflix right now that I haven't seen called um oh, never say never say evil or the devil's something I don't know. But there's a new one with David Banner on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this other really sexy Spanish actor whose name I can't remember. But um, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I got three films to review.
1: Okay, don't worry I, about. that. I don't have time for that one. Don't worry about. But, it.
0: <laughs> but anyway, I say all that to say like the exorcism of Emily Rose and Oh yes,
1: classic. Um it's now become a classic.
0: That one with the girl who was a contortionist
1: uh-huh. and she
0: kept cracking her body into all these positions whose reference I can't remember. I'll put these all up later. But um Yeah, I just think that they 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 also with all the with all the abundance of information I think they just wiped the creepy factor away
1: right because it was a lot of, of exposition and, right. and and you know just just too much of that right and not enough of the horror that we loved because right. that was the thing about the exorcist the original that we love because you got all the horror yes there was a lot of yeah. story between the characters, there was backstory with the priest, there was backstory with the family, you know, and the things going on with the girl, yeah, but we got so much horror right that you know we just didn't get enough of that with this situation, and with the fact that you have these two young girls and you had so much and they were doing such an amazing job yeah. that you just needed more of it, you know,
0: yeah, I think that they kind of like smacked all the. Creepy factor. After, I mean, they had a bunch of great jump cuts. Yeah, but I kind of felt like I knew they were coming. Also, I think what happens is you knew they
1: were coming because we've seen a million trailers.
0: But we also no. Remember, I refused to watch. The she trailer. refused
1: to stop, but I knew where. To, I, I knew I where stopped. it was coming.
0: We watched. I watched maybe one or two trailers, and then. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm not gonna watch anymore because I feel like they're gonna give me too much with this right. trailer. But the 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 thing was I think I think one of their biggest mistakes was having the legacy character and not really using her to her full potential. Right. Yeah. Um, they did And that's without telling you anything. Yeah, we
1: can't tell you anymore, but, but yeah.
0: We can tell you that she was not usefully. I feel I feel as if she was wasted as just like this this
1: um, yeah her shoot his, time must have been like his, 10 minutes
0: historic I know I bet you there's a lot of stuff on the chopping room floor oh, it has to be there but has to be I feel like she was like this cliche legendary studio figure right. that we all kind of wanted her to come back it's like when Nancy came back in Dream Warriors um, Nightmare on um, Street 3 Yeah, Dream Warriors it's like when Nancy <laughs> came back and they were like oh never sleep again Another and classic. Nancy was like no I understand And like, but they use Nancy, like, you know what I mean? So, and then when Nancy died, you were like, oh, fuck this. I don't know if I'm watching the rest of the series. Friday the 13th. But, you know, what what about Friday the 13th?
1: It's just those things when you. Yeah,
0: but Friday the 13th, I mean, it was always only Michael. But this, Nancy was a hero, you know what I mean? So, like, I feel like they try to make Chris. Which is Ellen Burstyn, like a hero because she was the mother. Right. And we were looking for someone to come and hurt, or Linda Blair. And so then, you know, we got what we got with Chris. Yeah. And so I think, like, I think they, like, they wasted her here. Especially, I felt like they were trying to cash grab the fans. Yeah,
1: they were. They were. the
0: The, the true fans. And so, I mean, I think overall... I think the script was a little lackluster, and I hate when they have five people on a script. I already know it's fucked.
1: Yeah, it's trouble when it's too so many, many ideas,
0: too many ha- cooks in the kitchen. Uh huh. Um, unless you're really good at it, you can manage that. I mean, this is not a television show. We don't need that many. No. You know, and I think no. that. Um. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they had this group situation going on that was typical, and I feel like you know.
1: But I think it's also a Blumhouse. It felt very. Now. It felt
0: like very Blumhouse. But mm-hmm. even Blumhouse is really just production value. How much can we do on a production value? Right. He has had good films, and Blumhouse is a is a production company, right? That that makes films to scale, so he can make a lot of films on minimal minimal budgets. But what I'm saying is that he's made good films yes, on yes. the same. With the same you know criteria so i don't know uh i think i'm done go see this if you want yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry go see this if you want i if i was you this is what i would do wait till that bitch is streaming or pay the five dollars they're gonna charge you to 5.99 they'll charge you when it comes on streaming <laughs> and watch it that way don't go to the well
1: right now you can you, can you can't You s- can
0: watch it now right because i think not it's gone yet because i think that the i think the nun too is gone too
1: I don't know, because I was... No, The Nun 2 is 1999. It's actually streaming. Yeah, it's streaming, but... It's streaming right now. I'm
0: not 100% sure. And, like, everybody's thing is not the same, but I feel like AMC stretches across the globe of... Well, across the nation. Let's say that.
1: Right. And one thing about... One thing about this film, they shifted the release date because they didn't want it to end you know get caught up in the taylor swift phenomenon yeah because she's made millions of dollars in her in the release of her concert film and you're going to get the same thing when beyonce releases hers on december 1st yeah so if you have not gotten your ticket you need to get it now because pre-sale is insane well so i'm telling you right now get it
0: um surprisingly the nun Two is still
1: playing yes because it it's because they needed this kind of we need that kind of genre film during the halloween season and so uh, they had to keep it in the theater so it's it's still in theaters and it's streaming
0: but i tell you what i don't see i don't see the exorcist
1: yeah so it'll... and
0: i'm looking on the amc app i'm yeah. i'm not i'm not promoting them i'm just saying that is the biggest film company that we have in New York City, maybe where you're at, maybe you have something, maybe it's Regal, but, um, you yeah, know, but Talk To Me is still playing. See, Talk To Me is another horror movie that's actually is pretty good. Is that the good. one about the hand? That is the one about the hand, and that was actually a lot of fun. So, I mean- if you want to go see something, go see that if it's playing in your area. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna give this. I mean, what are we doing? Numbers or letters?
1: Let's do numbers.
0: Let's do numbers.
1: One to five.
0: Three and a half, and that half is for for Ellen Burstyn and Leslie Odom Jr.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna give it of uh uh three for the girls.
0: Yeah, just because yeah. they
1: were fantastic. Well. You and know. our little twist, you know what I'm gonna give it a four because of the little twist. Thank I'm you. Not, I'm not giving it four. Done with that. I'm not, gonna give it that not. I'm gonna give it that. Well that's good. I'm for gonna you. give it that.
0: You're generous.
1: I'm gonna give it that. The nun two. Let's go there. I
0: still don't even think that little twist was even worth that additional half. The
1: the nun two.
0: what we'll jump to the nun two. Something doesn't feel right. Sophie, what happened? I think there's something here that's not meant to be
1: What did you see? I saw none And I enjoyed The Nun, too,
0: by the way. Well, wait. First of all, The Nun is a part of the this this big um, Conjuring series, right? So created by... Um, what are those guys' names? Because they didn't make this one.
1: James uh, Wong. James
0: Wong. And, James Wan and um, there's another guy that... I don't want to leave him out because he's a big writer and he's really been a part of it. Uh I I don't know if I can think of it right now, but um James Wan is definitely one of them. The other one, the other one's name's not coming to mind. He's a um he did like the insidious franchise with Wan, mm-hmm. And he's an Australian writer, um, and actor. Um, but I can't think of it right now, but when it comes to me, I will certainly chime in but um uh, with that being said, the Nuntu is part of the uh conjuring and um series, right so it's the Ed and um Lorraine Warren series, and so what happens with them is they had a series of films, right, so it's all about. If you're not aware of this, it's all about their series of not adventures, but um I guess I guess you could say adventures. It's all about their series of um cases that they had. Uh the Warrens were a phenomenon. They were um paranormal investigators. Uh, Warren was previously a nun and it is said that uh, the character in this is actually a relative. So what, what I was trying to figure out before was if the character uh, Irene was actually her, but it isn't. It's a relative. Sorry, I was trying to find a link to the. There is a part before I, I talk about the synopsis. I'm sorry for the delay, but there is a there is a chronological order in which you can watch this. I think if you, I think if you just look it up, how should I properly watch the Conjuring movies? You can simply look it up, and they will tell you in the order in which yeah, there's a list in which you can watch it, not the order in which. It was created and put into the world. There is a true order to watch it. And it's very, very fun. But what happens is... But what happens is... is this is a sequel to the first. So in the sequel... Uh, we start off in 1956, France. Uh, a priest is murdered. Uh, An evil is spreading. And the sequel to the worldwide smash hit, the original Nun... Um hit follows Sister Irene as a full fledged nun now, as she once again must come face to face with Valik, the demon nun that has haunted her in these series. Directed by Michael Chavez and um starring Thaisa Farmigo um and God's, From
1: American Horror Story game
0: yes, and Storm Reed, she was also in the nun. Uh Storm Reed and then <laughs> I can't even name you all these people. There are so many other people in the movies, but those two are the primary characters. And Frenchie. Yeah, but uh Frenchie doesn't even come up right away. Like all these sisters come up before <laughs> poor Frenchie. So I, I couldn't even tell you. And Frenchie had a very particular name. So I think oh, I'm sorry. His name was more recent in film. Yes. Um, but they called him French. He played by Jonas Bloquette. Mm-hmm. French name, I'm sure. Yep. Um but I liked the nun. I did too. Um so I really liked the first one. And when the nun came about, it was this big enigmatic, um, gothic horror. With the strong evil that haunted um and caused haunted the 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 nunnery and caused or convent rather. Yeah, the convent. Haunted the convent and caused this enormous supernatural harm to everybody it came in contact with. And she was not, Sister Irene was not an actual nun then.
1: No. She was um she was just entering the order.
0: She was like a nun in training, which mm-hmm. is what Storm Reed's character is right. for her. Um, and so they went on this big journey, and then, you know, she had to fight, uh, this mysterious dark, uh, nun figure played by this, um, really, really, uh, put p- put into the word world by this demon named Valak, this demon nun, and right. apparently, I think there's another part to this because, um. Uh, Valak ends up in other parts of the series. So Valak is in The Conjuring 2. Valak is in The Conjuring 3. Um, Valak is not in one. That's Besthema? Best, best no. Mm-hmm. Be- best, Besma. It's it's a witch of right. some sort. But this is why um, if you're not really familiar with The Conjuring movies, to, to go and rewatch it in the chronological order it actually exists in would be amazing. I mean, I plan on doing that before Holly out. I have the out.
1: order for how they recommend that you watch it. <clears throat> Please. And you can, I can share with your, your audience.
0: Sure, 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 sure. So if you're looking to watch all the movies in theatrical order, release, well, this is the theatrical release order. This is not the order in which you should watch it. But that's it.
1: the way they say that you should watch it.
0: No, but they don't want you to watch it in theatrical release. They right. want you to watch it in chronological release. Right. So this is not it. This is this is theatrical release. This is wrong. Mm. This is the way we saw it. We want to watch it. So when you're googling, you want to watch you want to look up chronological order because all these films take place in different times because they even have the curse of La Lorena.
1: Oh, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So
0: like it's chronological order and then they have Annabelle and blah blah blah. Anyway, I digress. Um great film. Really like it. Full of jump scares, lots of fun um i think it depends on who you are and what you like about this film i mean i think some people may think it's a bunch of jump scares and there was nothing new but i think if you're a true fan of it i think it could have had significant improvement from from the first one um i think given that the nun, um Was really polished looking, had a lot of loud noises in the first one. I think that this one wasn't a cheap secondary sequel. I think this one had more people. I think this one had more bad guys. I think this one had um, a deeper understanding of Irene and maybe a deeper understanding of the family in which, (coughs) excuse me, her and Lorraine share. Right. Lorraine being Lorraine Warren. Mm-hmm. If you are confused, I'm sorry, but there is a legacy to this film. Um, and it's not to say that you can't watch it separately, but if you are a nerd like I am, a horror nerd, you can bathe in the legacy of what these films are Yes, and just go in. But if you just want to scare your girlfriend enough to make a hug you tighter, go for it. Yeah. Lots of fun. Formiga and her sister are fucking amazing yes they are um, women and um, and I think you will enjoy this film quite a bit yeah. if you are a horror nuts, um, and i think this has a little ingrained audience like like the exorcist does oh yeah for it's, sure it's built a following and people for sure
1: love it. i know people who have been waiting on yeah it.
0: we were waiting
1: so it's just like okay just like we were waiting on everything else that, you know the right. big ones because that we were waiting on insidious so we were waiting on this one yes and, uh, yes and it, Insidious it, the red door it yes. delivered on the weight even more than a lot of these other things that we've talked about yeah it definitely delivered on the weight and um you felt the you felt the hard because we still everybody's still talking about the nun. nobody will stop talking about this nun. We still want her to pop up in things. We like how they do it with this char- this character because mm-hmm. it's still so it's still so challenging for so many people. And the thing that you think about, nobody ever thinks of a nun being an evil entity. and so the fact that you see it in this way.
0: that's what makes it scary
1: that's what makes it scary because
0: what makes you safe is scary
1: and they just deliver on it 1000 percent. and i'm just from from the first frame to the last one they they give us everything that we expected to get
0: right 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 well that's what makes it scary because it's like um the things that make you feel safe so you feel safe in the shower and psycho you feel safe at the beach on jaws you feel safe with your kid until the kid is damien (laughs) uh you know the omen um or um the orphan or i could mean i could name a million children right. or the or exorcist the
1: bad, or the bad seed kid. or the bad
0: seed or the exorcist right. you feel like oh my kid could never hurt me uh-uh, wrong i mean you feel safe with like a million things you feel safe with your mom until she's a killer i mean mother's day right. you feel safe with you know your dad until stepfather. You've <laughs> your car until Christine. On and on and on and, and on.
1: And just think about it because there are so many things now. And look how, right. you know, they turn Christmas into a horror with Black Christmas. And, and now there's a Thanksgiving movie that's I'm coming I'm
0: excited about Thanksgiving.
1: It, it's going to be bad shit crazy.
0: Ruin all the holidays with fucking horror. I yeah. love it. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. There is no Santa yes. that's
1: safe. Yeah. So it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be. <laughs> It's gonna be an I'm fucking fall with season. it.
0: Mother's Day I'm wait. Oh, we even got like a Juneteenth horror movie yeah. with um um the blackening. Yes, like, the blackening. Ruin every fucking holiday with a horror movie. I am here for it.
1: Didn't I tell you?
0: Mother's Day, Father's Day. I told you she fucking Christmas.
1: I told you, fucking Halloween Thanksgiving. Holiday.
0: Um what else? New Year's Eve. See? See? <laughs> Ruined everything.
1: See fans how crazy she is, but this is great. I love it. I like this excitement. Well, because so-
0: horror is horror is a safe way to be afraid. That's why I like horror. And if we really want to dig dig deep, we can think we can dig into the um pseudo politics of it in terms of racism, in terms of consumerism, in terms of in terms of feminism. I mean, we've got uh, your next is is a whole feminist right driven horror movie like uh, Day of the, I mean, Dawn of the Dead is consumerism from Romero. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Right. I mean, the blackening or Night of the Living Dead is also has a um a bit of uh, American racism. Bit right. To well, that it. was
1: why uh, Romero did this film. He was, he, that was right. really his indictment of right. Get civil out. rights. And if you want to,
0: if you want to speed to now, it's Get Out. So, like, you know, I mean, Yeah, I feel like people miss horror as saying like horror is horror, but horror has a social political uh place in the world, and it does,
1: it does for sure.
0: Have a good time, fuck it.
1: So, what's your number for this one? So, one out of five.
0: I give it a good four. I I give it a good four. I say maybe even four and a half because that thing with the with the magazines was pretty crazy.
1: Yes, and the the
0: the additional spookiness past the nun. Yes. the added entities
1: yes and i, I loved it we're kind of fun i'm gonna give it a five for my holiday for my Ooh, halloween holiday films it a five. i haven't it, seen a five it, yet it stands out because we didn't we're not getting enough of it all we're just doing is yeah. overloading on the older stuff which they know they can feed us with yeah but
0: i'm saying i gonna give it a five i, appreciate I need more
1: it. i'm gonna give it a five because um, a little bit more i i just i'm gonna
0: give her a four i mean like
1: the makeup on the nun character alone we'll i can get it bump five
0: it up you. i can even bump it to maybe four and a half with the whole
1: she really l- wants to give it
0: a five. legacy thing yeah and i'm not gonna tell you about that because that will ruin it for you but you will you will figure it out and it's very easy to to find out and if you're like big horror fan of this series you will
1: see it has a nice little twist yeah, it was the thing I enjoyed the most out of Halloween season. So I'm yes, gonna, it's gonna yes. So a far,
0: it was it was the better horror movie. So we we have a nice little a little third for you that will work
1: <laughs> if yes. you
0: don't like scariness. Hey, but if you, you, you can't stand gory
1: horror related,
0: and you don't like evil exorcisms or scary nuns we'll just jump into um, something that's a little fun. Yes. Um, And it was fun. I
1: actually enjoyed that. Yeah,
0: it was fun. Did I enjoy it? It was alright. I mean, I think Happy Death Day was far better, but you know, whatever. But we'll just jump into Totally Killer. Totally Killer. Happy Halloween. How about we all stay in and hand out Halloween candy? No, Mom. You know how hard this time of year is for us. Your friends were murdered 35 years ago. It's not 1987 anymore. Stay safe, honey. I love you. <sighs> Directed by this woman whose name is so ridiculously long I can't pronounce it. So, please forgive me when I picture your name. Um, her name is Na-not na Khan,
1: okay, let's go with
0: that. Oof, that was a mouthful, and I feel like Ms. Con. Yes. I, I really hope Ms. Khan is good enough. I hope let's your go pronouns is Ms. Yeah, let's um, go with that. <laughs> I don't want to fuck that up either. But um, you know, she's known for uh for quite a few films that you may uh know. So like Young Rock, um, Ali Wong's comedy show Always Be My Maybe. So that was a
1: Oh yeah, that was really big last that year. That was
0: a big comedy. Yeah. Uh
1: Oh, and that's why thing. Oh boy was in it.
0: Yeah, because she also did Fresh Off the Boat.
1: Mm-hmm. So that now that, I see
0: that wraps them all in it together, yeah, and and I can get the the the. I respect the whole Asian collective they got yes. going on there. Yeah, I like that. So that's 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 pretty good. Um, starring, Kiernan Shipka. If you don't know who she is, you are the same age as we are. Because <laughs> Kieran and Chipka is a young actress who's been <laughs> in quite a lot of films. But most notably, she's been in films like Riverdale. I'm sorry, that's a TV series. Yes. Um uh Sabrina, the teenage Witch.
1: And she was fantastic in that.
0: Um, she, so she did the series. She did the film. Yep. Um, But she's been in some scary stuff. And and she's
1: also been in uh, Mad Men, the advertising genre series. She's
0: been in some scary stuff like The Silence, uh, Let It Snow, and she was in Carriers. So I don't know if anybody knows that from 2009, but that was when, that was a film that they had a, a mysterious illness. And everyone was like covering up their masks with Chris Pine and Piper Perabo and uh, Tyler Pucci. They were on this crazy road trip that led to death. Um, lots of fun. If you find that one, please jump into it. Uh, also in this show was, oh my God, there were so many splits. We had um, uh, Troy Lay, which was that young girl. That you were saying
1: yes was from big Sky
0: was from big Sky which is a television show um we also have Julie Bowen, Bowen
1: yes from modern family
0: from modern family fame and so on and so forth
1: there was a lot of folks in there it was, there was really there was a few folks but those are cute.
0: those are some oh um Lachlan Monroe who played our father uh Blake Hughes uh so anyway Uh, Synopsis is when the infamous Sweet 16 killer returns 35 years later after his first murder spree to claim yet another victim. 17-year-old Jamie, played by Shipka, uh, accidentally travels back in time to 1987, determined to stop the killer before he can start. So basically Back to the Future mixed right. with a horror movie. Yes. So like 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 Happy Death Day was like Groundhog Day.
1: Yes. So it's the same kind of but it's the same kind of feel where you're mixing two genres of film. Two
0: genres. You're trying to get you're trying to mix two generations. Yes.
1: And we did that.
0: Yes. You're trying to mix the the Gen Xers and the Millennials and a little bit of the
1: the Z's,
0: the Z's with it, because this is definitely a Z movie. Yeah, it's a Z. Um, but the millennials and the the Gen Z's are Gen Z's will understand this one
1: for sure. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Gen Xs. and the Gen Xs. because this one was heavy Gen X and then Z. So because there was so many references to Molly Ringwald,
0: right? Because it was like parents versus kids. Yeah,
1: and the clothing was very eighties and right. And the, think about nineteen eighty seven, which was a great year. I I enjoyed nineteen eighty seven. For sure, but um, I know, Tawana, you were barely alive. It no, was um, like twelve minutes. I truly enjoyed it because <laughs> I was in college and I was living I, my I think I was one of my high. best lives. I've I'm had sure. so many lives, but this was one of my best ones. And uh, so it was really kind of fun to see it, and uh, you know, and all the the hints to it, and they even, you know, they even shout out, you know, Back to the Future and all that in the right. film. And so, um, and I, and you know, it was, cause, you know, sometimes unlike Tawana, cause Tawana was really overloading on horror this month. And so oh, it I'm got, not done. It got to the point where <laughs> I was like, I cannot watch another one. Because remember that day when I was like, because you were like, oh, I'm just going to sit and watch it all day. I was like
0: a horror like, because cannot. it was cold and it was wet. First of all, New York has turned into Seattle. <laughs> Seven solid weekends of rain. I don't know what the fuck has happened, right. but you can have it back West Coast. We don't yeah. rain this much. I'll take bizarre. the snow over that.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> do not, do okay, not call not. up snow.
0: I mean, I'm tired of my subways getting do, flooded.
1: Do not do it. All I'm saying is it was just I was just, I couldn't watch anymore. Yeah. I could not, and I've seen Halloween so many times. I I've refuse watched, to watch the Halloween. I've movies. watched I've watched Rosemary's Baby at least six times. Um now I've delved into
0: I can't tell you how many times I've watched the thing. I, oh, and Kurt, the thing I watched, Kurt Russell. I'm, yeah, I
1: watched the thing twice. Or, I'm actually begging for
0: the new thing, right? Because I've watched this one. So too there's so many
1: <laughs> things I watched so many times. So this one, this one was a nice little refresher. It made you, it made you smile. It made you laugh a little bit, and um, you know the kids were, you know, fighting the battle. And um, it's one of those films where you want to see something, you want to see a slasher film, but you don't want a lot of the gore and the.
0: Well, this one had a nice balance between comedy and horror. And it was very tongue-in-cheek. And when people got stabbed, it really wasn't like they were getting stabbed.
1: It Even was, though they were getting stabbed a lot.
0: <laughs> they got stabbed, but it was like a tongue-in-cheek slasher film. It was like, you don't really have to close your eyes. Right. There was not a lot of like su- suspense. I mean, this girl was pretty much like Marty McFly on a horror trip.
1: For sure. So,
0: it was like, you know, I don't know. But I
1: knew she was going to be good. And the reason I picked well, this I one like her. was because I like her and I, I love everything she's done. She was fantastic in Supreme, the Teenage Rich reboot. And uh, I, I, so I wanted to see this one because when I saw that she was in it, I was like, oh, this would will, this will be cute. And so many people that I know saw it. And they're like, oh, really? I like this. And, you know, and a lot it resonates with a lot of women. They're able to watch it.
0: Well, I think because they're able to watch it without being grossed out and frightened to death.
1: Right. And what was so, beautiful about it to me was the black women were the smart women who yeah, were the they, science people. They were all the
0: scientists. Cause
1: I love every he, second of that.
0: Even one of the guys were, he was like a geek.
1: Right. I love every second of that. And I love,
0: yeah, that they were the... Um, they were the 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 factor heroes of the day because right. they created the time machine. Yeah,
1: and-, and and I I love that part about it because you don't you don't always see that. And we weren't the savior, but we were we were definitely the influence and definitely the catalyst to making the change happen.
0: Yeah, I think I thought it, I thought that I thought that was fun. I thought that they it was fun that they can balance it between two different periods as well. And I thought the film did a good job taking advantage of doing it without overdoing it. You know, it it felt pretty balanced and pretty genuine. And so a lot of that is what I thought was cool. Um
1: And it didn't feel cliché. It it, no, it definitely hit all the marks without I thought that. when
0: it was funny, it was funny, and when it was suspenseful, it was a little suspenseful. Right. Um Yeah, I I just think that one genre didn't get in, in the way of the other. So this was a case of good writing, you know. Um I think the best part of the film was how they delved into the characters, yes, um, and I think every single character was crafted well in this film, so I think the ones that were meant to be likable were really likable, and the ones who were meant to be <laughs> shitty were really <laughs> shitty and right, despicable. They were. um there were no real throwaway characters, and I think um even the adults were sort of fleshed out well. They weren't just like thrown to the winds,
1: yeah, and it was good to see that because the parents had real lives, and they, they weren't just filler. And, you know, for the teen drama, yeah. they gave us they gave us a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah, it it seemed fun. It seemed cool. And um, yeah, I, I think you can maybe watch it with these with your twelve year olds. Maybe yeah, for sure. And um, it's on it's not, on
1: uh, Amazon Prime. Not, not your fucking Prime babies. Video.
0: Not your babies. They have to go to bed because th- they are killing people in this film. Right. People so, die. I'm talking about your teenagers. Your yes. young preteens to teens. They can watch this, and they yeah. probably already watched it without you anyway. So it right. doesn't matter. But. <laughs> You know, um, it's on Amazon Prime. You can have a nice little glass of wine and be cute with it. Yes, Or you can have a,
1: a bourbon mule.
0: A bourbon mule yes, or an anchor porter.
1: That's right. That's right. For
0: those of you who are really to <laughs> jump into the dark end. Yes,
1: let's go. Let's go. You
0: know, I figured do we're doing dark shows. Let's do dark beers. Let's do dark. Well, he always does bourbon. Mule. Let's do dark beers. I'm going to be pulling out some more. Yeah. So, um, my next one's probably going to be a stout because I'm really missing that.
1: Yeah, and I'm, gu- I'm going to give this film a uh, four and a half because it did all the things I expected it to do. Yeah. It was quick. It was dirty. It was like, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. And it did it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it about a four, four and a half. Mm-hmm.
1: See? I see? can't really commit to see? either. You see? But, you know, it's it's different. <laughs> it was different for I, you. I feel like- One, it was different for you. It wasn't something that you would have normally gravitated well, to. Well, I mean,
0: I do really love Happy Happy Death Day. You I, like Happy?
1: I oh, like you mean happy, happy Death, death day. day. I don't know why oh, I like I'm that excited. film so
0: much, but I really did like it when it came out. And I, saw I
1: thought she was about to say you like happy people, happy I, stuff.
0: I like happy stuff.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I'm not like pumpkin spice happy. <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> Even though I know we got some pumpkin beers coming no, in our are, future fans. No, nah,
0: I think we're going to take a break. I don't think there's Ooh. a lot of good options Ooh. out there. I mean, I haven't really been right since Slice of Pie died. <laughs> So, um, slice of pumpkin pie died. So, like for those of you who drink pumpkin beer, and that, I killed it. That was amazing. Man. I killed it. How did you kill it?
1: I killed it. It's no longer in production.
0: It just—it's done. It just Virgo in taking over. It's
1: done. No, you whatever. will never see it again.
0: The company failed. How could you have anything to do with it? Are it's you Trump my power? It's my <laughs> power. You have no power. I have anyway, all the power. Anyway, <laughs> I will be trying out stouts. Yes, and. And um, we will be trying out new films.
1: Yes, there's a lot coming.
0: Yes, yes. On our next episode, we're glad you're here. Right? We're glad you waited for us. Thank you so much. And if you like this episode, please be sure to like, share, and follow on all our social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Pack Podcasts, and if you need to drop us a line, make sure to use that hashtag hashtag BBM Podcast. That's hashtag BBM Podcast. All right. And uh, you know, I've, I've been talking. I'm trying to do a little something for myself here. Okay. So I might have a new little thing coming. So
1: just, All right, it's coming soon, folks.
0: Just, just, just I'm working it out.
1: Thank just, you, Will, for just keep thinking. Being the man on the power today.
0: Keep coming back. <laughs> we thank you so much, Will. We thank you so much, fans. Yes. This is Beer Bourbon. And a movie. And a movie. Watch movies all the time, all
1: day. Drink more bourbon and more beer.
0: Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> See you next
1: time. See you next time. Because we, we were moving through that. We
0: were moving through it.
1: Because I want everybody to get their bedtime in. You know, Tawana, you need you. Face makeup. You know, glory, glamour.
0: What if I don't own makeup?
1: But, you know, it's night creams and such.
0: I don't do night creams. Okay. Cream. over
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> there? Like, What's she trying to say, though? What's she trying to say, though? I am saying, I'm not... You heard that, word? Did you hear it, Will? My
0: grandma used night cream. Shade. Use... That was shade. <laughs> use... I'm not even going to bother. Don't let me night cream shade. <laughs> out of here. He is hand
1: drinks please i ain't even got started yet i could actually go out right now